Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast, being brought to you thanks to the athlete at 2424 Teal Road. I'm Jared Chesolitis. Very exciting time right now in uh, local high school athletics. Uh, the, uh, the Franciscan Health Hoops Classic has kicked off uh, with the girls. The boys will start uh, after the Thanksgiving holiday. So uh, we're going to talk with the Knights coach, Craig DeVault, about that. And, of course, we have uh, Central Catholic looking for another semi-state title, uh, taking on Adam Central on Friday night. And that's where we start with uh, Coach Brian A. Coach, First off, congratulations over the, the the win over North Judson in the regional. It really seemed like, as we were trying to follow along on Twitter, that uh, you guys were in control of that one pretty much from the pretty much from the jump. Yeah, um, offense, defense, and special teams all came all came together. Um, defensively, that we were able to, to stifle the the run game, um, you know, and really and really uh, you know really control the the. Uh, Field position and whatnot um, with our special teams, and then uh, Clark Barrett had a had a heck of a game. He uh, hit eight percent of his passes for 351 yards and four touchdowns. He was extremely efficient, um, and then the run game was a- was able to get off as well. So, uh, yeah, all in all, it was probably the most complete game we've played all year. Uh, I feel like, and uh, you know, still still some uh, you know still some corrections to be made. Um, but yeah, we're very, very happy, very happy with uh, the performance and how our boys played. Clark's one of those kids too. Uh, you've been bringing his name up a little bit more and more. It seems like every week when I talk to you, uh, we know he has the physical tools. I mean, you just, just looking at him, then the kid passes the eyeball test. You, you talked very positively about him early on in the season. How eventually you wanted him to uh, be able to just go ahead and take over the full playbook, and he was going to be that guy for you. But it just seems like uh, in, in the last month or so. He's really, really come on. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Well, not having to play uh, against Westside's defense obviously helps. Um, <laughs> it will. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it just, it, it's just kind of, uh, you know, we, we've stuck to our guns and, and, uh, and what we've, you know, and, and what we're doing, what we're asking him to do. Obviously, the more, uh, you know, the, the more data you're able to collect, the more uh, snaps he's able to take. You're really able to, uh, you know, you run your reports on huddle, and you're able to hone in on what's he seeing well, what's he throwing well, and then that's and then that's what you give him on a Friday night because I mean it, it, you'd be stupid not to, right? So right. Um, so we've 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 really we've really not not that we've trimmed anything down, but we've we've taken a look at uh, you know what we've done throughout the year, and you know he, we're gonna we're gonna call the plays that 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 he's the most efficient on on Friday, um, you know. Right now, it's not the time to to, to try to, to to try to throw anything new at him, uh, to try to, to to really nitpick at anything. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna roll with what he does well and and see it, see how far it gets us as an offense. Um, and then you know, in the off season, we'll in the off season we'll take a look at the uh, body of work and we'll make the improvements where we feel like we need to make the improvements. So, I mean, he's a sophomore. There's he's a sophomore who who continues to grow. He's not completely 100 uh, percent in his you know, in his body physically and, uh, you know, there, there's, there's stuff, there's, there's work to be done. Um, and I, I feel like he's just going to continue to mature. And once he becomes more comfortable in his six, five frame, um, you know, you're, you're just going to see, you're going to see more and more improvements. I mean, I feel like he's got an extremely high ceiling. It's his, it's only his third year playing really playing quarterback. So, um, but he, you know, he, he works extremely hard at it. And, uh, you know, I think you're starting to see that pay off. 
Coach, I know you can get excited in a sectional final a little bit, but going into Trader's Point, Christian, I feel like you guys seem pretty darn focused about it, wouldn't let that moment get too big. Regionals, you can get a little bit excited, but again, uh, I don't think this is anything like a semi-state matchup because you're one step away from making it down to Lucas Oil Stadium. So how do you guys, uh, with those kids, how do you keep uh, just the pressure down, maybe the excitement level early on in the week? Because you don't want them to peak too early in this one. You want to keep the focus. So how are you able to do that? Yeah, I mean, we kind of had like one of them, you know, it's cliche, but one of those Hoosier moments where, you know, the the field's still going to be 100 yards on Friday night. It's, it's familiar territory. It's another high school football game. They don't change the field goal posts. They don't change anything about it. So, you know, we just need to continue to – we just – yeah, yesterday was just getting one percent better, and then focusing in on Tuesday. Today we'll focus in on Wednesday, um, you know. And and we'll, when Friday gets here, we'll worry about Friday. But uh, you know that these kids have these kids. Our seniors are extremely mature with how they've been able to handle their success. Um, you know, they've they've been able to rattle off you know a bunch of wins in a row. Um, but yeah, we just kind of keep it. We, we 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 try to we try to put a box around the day that we're that, that we're currently on. And really not make you know really not make too much of it because I feel like you know the team that rolls in there tight and Adam Central is a is a such a well coached team and 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 they've they've got they've got talent all over the field you know we're gonna we're gonna, we're in for a fight um, but I feel like the team that, that that comes in there and doesn't make doesn't make the situation too big um, for themselves and you know and bring on you know some self inflicted anxiety you know the team that can that can go out there you know. Uh, Stay loose and let it rip is is the team that's going to have the advantage. Tell me a little bit about the Flying Jets of Adams Central. They're twelve and one on the season. They avenged the one loss, which was to South Adams, and uh, it just seems like they have a very stout defense. Only twelve points a game that they give up. Uh, what, what have you seen out of them when you look at tape? They don't. I mean, they don't make mistakes. You know, they keep the they they're able to keep opposing offenses in front of them. They make tackles. They make. They're going to make you. They're going to make you play mistake free football. Um, penalty-free football. You have to drive the field on them um, to, to to be able to score. Uh, they don't give up explosive plays offensively. Again, they don't make mistakes. They they uh, they're cont- like if they if they find success in, in in their run game or their pass game, they're gonna go right back to it and back to it and back. They're gonna make you they're gonna make you beat them. Which you know that's that's extremely uh, you know that that's just uh, to, to me that's that is a, a you know. Flashing red lights. It's a, it's a very well coached team. Um, they've been there before. I mean, they were in the semi state last year, and uh, essentially, in my, in my mind, that was the state title game in one A last year. Uh, Pioneer was able to get them, I think, thirty eight seven. But they, uh, you know, they played Pioneer closer than anybody else. So, uh, yeah, they, they have experience. They, you know, they were they were right were there right there last year. So, you know, they're going to have an advantage. Just you know, having kids who are on that team. Who have been able to to experience semi state week, um, you know, and and the last time we were, you know, we made any kind of deep run, our kids, our seniors were freshmen, so it's 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 new to them, and, and coming off the you know two difficult years, um, I feel like our I feel like our seniors have handled themselves extremely well, and, and we're going to continue to challenge them to to be a mature football team, um, and to really and to really today, you know, today is today, and and when we get to Friday, when we get the kickoff. You know, we're just going to – we're going to trust our preparation. We're going to let it rip. The turnaround continues at Central Catholic as they take on Adam Central. 8 p.m. kickoff at La Rocca Field, a game 
which you'll hear on 98.7 WASK. Myself and Clayton Duffy will be on the call, and I could not be more excited for Friday night. Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights, best of luck. I'd like to hit up Lucas Oil Stadium next week. Just saying, you know, if you can now maybe get that W for us, we'd like to go down there. Just saying. Yeah, first things first, we got to get it done in the Rock on Friday. All right, we'll be there. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you, and thank you for everything you do for Lafayette Athletics. We appreciate you very much. Again, don't forget, you can hear that game on our sister station, 98.7 WASK, on Friday night. Now, uh, they are the only ones, the Knights, uh, left in the state tournament. Unfortunately, Harrison uh, wrapped up their season against Bishop Dwanger last Friday. That was the game that uh, I was out at, and Boy, it seemed like it was all in the hands of Bishop Dwanger early on there. Uh, 28 to nothing going into halftime. It seemed right before halftime, it really seemed like Dwanger let off the gas a little bit, changed things up, and didn't seem to have a real you know, sense of urgency. But uh, I'll tell you what, Coach Peebles, uh, this is one of my favorite Raider games to watch because uh, the, the way you guys fought back in that second half, those boys didn't hang their head. Uh, they fought back there, and uh, they, I'll tell you what, they made it real close there down the stretch. What changed for you guys from the first half to the second half? Uh, a couple things. I thought, you know, defensively, obviously, we played a lot better in the second half. Um, they stopped throwing the ball a little bit. They, uh, in, in the first half, they got us with a couple long passes, which put us in some bad situations. And offensively, uh, all year long, we were, we were kind of able to push people off the ball. And, you know, in the first half, we, we were unable to do that against Winger. And then in the second half, we went to a little bit more of a option style attack and, and had a lot more success with that. So, Probably should have gone to that a little sooner, but uh, definitely I was happy with the way our kids uh, fought in the second half. And then, of course, uh, Omarion Dixon ends up getting that single-season rushing, rushing record that was uh, previously held by Bodie Linsenmeyer. Uh Talk a little bit about the uh, season that he has had and uh, what you think that rushing record means to him. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure it means a lot. I mean, Bodie was a heck of a football player. Uh, that that record uh, looked to stand for a long time, but uh, Omarion's a special player as well. Uh, he he runs as tough as you know anybody I've ever coached, and uh, you know worked very hard in the off season, uh, both academically and the weight room, and uh, he definitely paid off for him. So uh, definitely good to see good things happen to, to people that put in the effort. The loss of Marcel Atizo into your uh, running attack last week, how much did that affect the, the play calling? How much do you think if you would have had him in there, your offense would have been uh, more effective in your estimation? Well, certainly we would have been more effective. Um, Marcel was averaging 10 yards to carry when he got hurt. So, uh, you, you know, when you take that kind of productivity out of your offense, you're definitely going to step back a little bit. But uh, we were able to, again, fight and, you know, put up 21 points in the second half and, you know, we're we're able to scare score some points without him, but but definitely uh, the the loss of him was a uh, was a big loss. So you guys have made now back to back sectionals. You've won that title in back to back years. What has to happen for the Harrison Raiders now to make that next step and and claim that regional and maybe even a semi state title next year? Well, I think uh, we have a lot of our production back: Omarion, Marcel, Tyler Knoy, Zion King. Uh, Kenny uh, Kenny Sims. I mean, we, we have a lot of production coming back. Uh, so, if we're able to to you know plug in a few holes on defense uh, of guys graduating, uh, you know, I think we should be in good shape. It's it's one of those things where you just got to stay healthy, and it, there's no magic trick to that one. Uh, you know, if you're healthy at the end of the year, you're going to have a chance to win games. You know, you talk about all those big hitters that you guys have coming back. 
does does this because because now you'll have all those guys? Are you able to expand your playbook maybe a little bit more? Start to add in some new things just because they're so well versed in everything. Starting at a younger age. Oh, I think so. Uh, you know, in the running game, we're we're in a pretty good situation. We just need to, uh, you know, probably run our our option game a little bit better. But we can really expand in the passing game. Uh, having a sophomore quarterback, you, you know, you don't want to throw too much on his plate, although he was able to handle it and, you know, threw 21 touchdowns. Uh, I, I think with another offseason, I think it's just going to help him learn more and more about how to read coverages and how to attack weaknesses on defense. So I'm, I'm excited about uh, Tyler, and I, I think he's going to grow a lot between the sophomore and his junior year. I know a high school football coach's season never really stops. You got so much stuff going on uh, in, in the off season and and help with these kids that uh, want to be taking the next step and everything. But uh, as you roll into the off season, uh, when it comes to yourself, maybe your assistant coaches as well, do you have a a, a top focus or, or maybe theme something that you want to focus on during uh, this break until uh, summer kicks back in? Oh, I think you know it's got to be the weight room. Uh, we you know we graduate Jason Foster up front. Uh, Corey Brooke up front, Jacob Kane on defense. We also graduate on offense, Anthony Hill, who's our starting right guard, and, and both of our offensive tackles. So we we got to replace those guys. And, you know, they, they, they were big, strong kids. Um, I think we got some kids that will actually be bigger than them. Now we have to make sure they're stronger than them, and we'll, uh, we should be in pretty good shape for next year. Coach Peebles, I know the uh, last one here, unless we're having it the week after Thanksgiving, I know these things are, uh, that's that's not the most ideal time, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching the Raiders this year. I, I think it was a really great year, despite that, you know, you guys weren't able to take the regionals. Very impressed with what I saw. I, I think this program is uh, going to continue to trend up, and I really hope you guys have a great off season. Well, thank you very much for all your support all year long, and, uh, you know, appreciate it talking to you each week. Thanks, Coach. Our podcast being brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978, selling all high school awards jackets and spirit wear. The Athlete also offers game balls, whether it's uh, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game, The Athlete, 2424 Teal Row. Go see Joe and company. I love those guys over there at The Athlete. A great idea, too. If you're still looking for uh, Christmas gifts for folks in the family, go and see The Athlete. So this week I kind of wanted to do something uh, a little bit different here. Uh, We're going to talk with uh, Lauren Link. She is uh, the Director of Nutrition over at uh, Purdue University. I I got to thinking about this because uh, so many kids uh, spend so much extra money on things, throwing coach, speed coaches, all this other stuff. I think one of the things that get lost is, and one of those harder things to do, especially as a teenager, is, is the nutritional aspect. But it's my understanding that this has a really big impact, whether you know it or not, probably a bigger impact than you realize on your training regimen and uh, the effectiveness uh, that your uh, training provides for you. A, a better diet, healthier diet, and better habits uh, can really help elevate that athlete to the next level. So I look for the best information. I went right to the best one I know. Uh, my talk with Lauren Link. All right, on with me now, Lauren Link. Lauren is uh, not only a registered dietitian and board-certified specialist in sports dietetics, but uh, she is a Purdue grad as well. She was uh, on that 2007 Big Ten Tournament Championship team for Purdue Soccer. She does so much stuff, including uh, helping transition these uh, student-athletes into uh, post-life from the athletes. In fact, she's actually authored a book on it called The Healthy Former Athlete. Lauren Link is on with me. Now, I know like any good book, Lauren, that is probably already in development. That's going to be a major motion picture soon, right? I have to assume, yes. Yes, yeah. I think Beyonce was circling the lead role, correct? <laughs> 
that's what we're going for. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if she returns my calls. We'll see. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, I thought this would be a great thing to uh, to talk to you about because uh, you you live, you breathe the stuff, and we have so many of these high school athletes that uh, they do a lot of extracurricular stuff, whether it be uh, more stuff in the weight room. They've got speed coaches. They've got throwing coaches. They've got shooting coaches. There's so much stuff. They do all this extracurricular outside of their normal stuff. And I I think one of the easiest things that some of them can do, uh, it's a little bit more cost-effective, I think, too, is just to pay attention to what they're putting into their body. Uh, Now, I really noticed your handiwork uh, in the spring. Now, I watched George Karloftis for a long time, and the kid is he's, hes very strong. He's very strong coming out of high school, but he wouldn't be I, – I would, what I saw in six months from the last time I saw him to what I saw in the spring practice was like night and day. And when I ask people about it, your name comes up with this stuff. So t- tell me this. How much does a proper diet – what does that change for a, a young person, say 18, coming into, uh, into an athletics like Purdue Athletics? What does just giving them that right – diet how does that improve their performance yeah it, i mean honestly it's huge and it affects so many different areas that it's hard to just pinpoint you know one aspect but uh an athlete who is fueling correctly and really being purposeful that's something we talk a lot about is you know when you're at this level you have to be purposeful with what you're putting in your body you can't you can no longer afford to just eat whatever you want whenever you want um if you're doing that correctly it really can make huge strides in building lean mass, so putting on muscle mass, uh, leaning out, so burning fat mass. Um, performance-wise, nutrition plays a huge role in endurance, uh, strength, explosiveness, even mentally and cognitively, um, you know, balance, accuracy, focus, things like that. Um, and then, too, just, you know, staying healthy. Um, nutrition plays a huge role in keeping you on the field or the court because it's going to help prevent illness, prevent injury, um, manage inflammation. I mean, all of these things really tie into a proper diet. So it just seems like this is one of those things as an athlete, I'm spending all this time hitting the weights, I'm spending all this time doing the cross training and that stuff, and and yet if I'm not doing this part, I'm really just selling myself short out of all the work that I've been doing. Yes, and you will hear our strength coaches tell our athletes that all the time. Uh, they're not building muscle in the weight room, even though they think they are. That's what it feels like we're doing when we're in there hitting the weights and doing our conditioning sessions. But really what you're doing at that time is breaking muscle down. It's what you do after the workout or after the lift that helps you build muscle. Um, so putting the right stuff in your body, giving your body what it needs to start repairing and rebuilding the muscle and building new muscle. Um, and also things like sleep and recovery. I mean, that's when our body does so much of what it needs to do to recover and re- and rebuild itself. Well, I'm in on the sleep aspect of this whole thing right off the bat. I'll tell you that. Uh, you, you work with football, <laughs> men's basketball, volleyball, soccer. So when you're getting these 18-year-old uh, athletes, 17, 18-year-old athletes are, are coming to you, uh, right out of high school, what are some of the things that you are seeing uh, issue-wise with them? Is it bad habits? Are, are they uh, relying on certain things? Is it just not it being properly educated? What are some of the top things that you are seeing uh, when your athletes come in? I mean, definitely we see a lot of athletes relying on junk food and the quick, you know, driving through the fast food lane. Uh, so we definitely try to limit some of that. Not that they can never have, you know, that candy bar or uh, grab a, grab some French fries or whatever it might be. But that's one aspect is that we really try to make sure we're putting quality fuel in our body. 
Um, and probably one of the biggest things I see from our athletes really across the board, but especially coming right out of high school, is skipping meals. And that's one of the biggest easy things you can do to improve your performance and improve your diet is just to not skip meals. So like breakfast is a huge one. Uh, we have so many athletes that whether they're short on time, maybe they just aren't hungry in the morning. We push that hard that we have to get something in. It doesn't need to be, you know, this gourmet spread with eggs and bacon and toast. It can be a bowl of cereal. It mm -hmm. can be a smoothie. It could be a cliff bar and a banana. I mean, you name it. It can be something so simple, um, but that's one big thing is that we push our athletes don't skip meals because that makes it really hard for your body to do those things I just talked about, um, especially when it comes to building lean mass and to promoting a, a you know, healthy metabolism. Skipping meals makes our body less able to do those things well. So is it different for male and female athletes? Is it different maybe at uh, we're dealing with high school athletes? Obviously, body's going through a lot of changes, different stages. Uh, is it just a blanket philosophy here, or is there specifics for male-female athletes and maybe specific times in their growth spurts? That's a good question. I mean, I would say a lot of the big principles apply across the board. So I wouldn't counsel a male athlete or a female athlete any different in regards to don't miss meals. Uh, you know, do things like hydrate well, um, eat a balanced plate. We talk a lot about balancing our plate with carbohydrates, protein, fruits, and veggies. Um, that, that applies across the board. Uh, the one thing I would say is that female athletes especially sometimes are afraid of, like, bulking up, quote-unquote. Uh, you know, they, they hear gain lean muscle, and they think, oh, I don't know that I want to do that. Um, and what I would say is that a female athlete is not prone just by their – you know, genetic makeup and their hormone levels and things to bulk up per se, um, they're going to, they should approach it just like a male athlete would. Their body will respond differently because they're a female. Um, they're not going to look like a bodybuilder, for instance, mm -hmm. just because they are now paying attention to their diet and hitting the weight room. Um, in fact, being good in the weight room is one of the biggest things I see translate well onto the field for male and female. Um, so that's one thing I would say is that I hear that a lot from female athletes, and I'm I'm promising them, you know, you're not going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything over here. Um, it's going to be really helpful for you to hit the weights um, to fuel your body properly. And I would say most of those kind of big recommendations from us, those blanket recommendations, definitely apply to male and female. Okay, so if I've been listening to this and I go, you know what, Lauren's got a point. I need to I need to straighten myself out here, and I, I need to get started with this. Are there any good uh, resources, maybe online, or if I'm a parent, I want to try, you know, doing doing better stuff for my uh, for my kids, for the athletes. Is, is there anything, any resources? Where can I start on this? Where would you suggest? I mean, there's definitely some good books out there. I would say if you're looking for resources in regards to sports nutrition, look for the RD or RDN credential behind that author's name because that's the dietitian credential, um, and you're not gonna you're not going to see the fad diet, the, the one-off things where people are just trying to make money from the hype of the day. Mm -hmm. um, off the top of my head, Nancy Clark has a lot of really good, easily digestible uh, resources. I see what you that did are there. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, she's got some good ones for sure. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of other ones, but there's a lot of really good resources out there. Um, and I would say the easiest way to kind of, you know, decide which is maybe a good one for you, 
is to look for the RD credential first um, because it really is so important. Oh, I'm, I just had the other one pop in my head. Fueling Young Athletes by Heather Mangieri is another nice one. Um, she's an RD. She's a board-certified specialist in sports dietetics as well. Um, if you see those credentials behind their name, you can feel pretty solid that they're going to give you, you know, evidence-based recommendations. Um, and I think that's a really good place to start. And both of those, like I said, are really digestible uh, resources. Lauren Link, who is the Director of Sports <laughs> Nutrition here uh, with us at the Hammer High School Sports Podcast, giving the young athletes a little something to uh, chew on, so to speak, and uh, get a little bit more out of uh, those uh, performances in the weight room and uh, what they're doing all in the offseason. Lauren, we really appreciate all this knowledge. It's tremendous stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Can't thank Lauren enough for making time for us on the uh, podcast. Definitely some uh, food for thought, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, so let's uh, end our podcast this week with a talk with uh, Craig DeVault. He is the head coach of the Central Catholic Knights. Uh, they win their opening round matchup. They move the game to a Thursday because of the uh, Knights football semi-state game on Friday. Uh, they've got a tough one against the number one team in 3A, the Benton Central Bison, a team they're going to end up facing again in a few more weeks on top of that. So uh, everybody loves the Franciscan Health Hoops Classic. Coach DeVault, uh, what does this tournament mean to you? It means a lot. I mean, you're playing all the local schools. There's a lot of fans in the uh, stands. So um, it's a good way to show what Central Catholic can do on the basketball court in front of different fans that show up to the J.C. Hoops. Um, it's a good tournament, a lot of comp- good competition in it. Uh, I think that all the coaches around like it, so um, we look forward to, to it every year. You know, are you okay with where they place this at? I mean, it's an early season tournament, but, you know, so many times that you can have uh, kids. Of course, you've got a couple of underclassmen, a couple of uh, uh, your starters, too, in uh, Carson and uh, Carolyn, who come over from soccer. These are fall sports athletes that uh, maybe if they make a run into the postseason, uh, d- d- does that affect uh, maybe developing team chemistry? Would you like to see this thing maybe move back ideally uh, if you could? Is that an issue for you? Uh, no, not really. Um, the only thing we have to worry about is the volleyball kids because um, their season goes a little longer if they make a run in postseason. Um, I like the tournament where it is just because you can build off wins or losses begin the year because it is good competition. I mean, you got Bit Central and Harrison, uh, West Lafayette. It's always good uh, competition. So you draw one of them first round, second round. Uh, you can base on base your schedule going forward off the win or loss of that game. And of course, uh, there's some of these teams in here where you could feasibly you're, you're going to see a second time if you run into them in the tournament. Uh, do you like that uh, that revenge factor possibly into a schedule every year? Yeah, we do. Um, last year, we played BC uh, opening round the J.C. Hoops, and then a week later, we had to play them in regular season Hoosier Conference. So uh, they got us in J.C. Hoops, but we got them in regular season. So um, it is, I mean, it's a quick turnaround, but we know what they run, and then we can adjust to it. So uh, you got a lot of uh, underclassmen, it seems like, uh, that are providing scoring for you guys. I already brought up Carson Carolyn. But uh, talk a little bit about the challenges of uh, leaning that hard on underclassmen to produce for a team. It's uh, difficult, especially when you have a freshman. I think our first game of the year against Logan Sport, Tori Thompson uh, had 21 points. So um, it's hard to lean on because the freshmen don't don't know what to expect. Um, varsity games a little quicker than a junior high game. Mm-hmm. So 
but they've uh, really uh, cherished the moment. I mean, they're taking they're taking the spotlight, and the older girls, as in Josie, is like helping them through how to get through a varsity game. So um, I don't think our underclassmen is really going to play like underclassmen as we get going. So I mean, we have last year we had Carson started as a freshman, Carolina as a sophomore, so. They've been there, so they've been talking to the freshman girls. So um, it's really worked out well so far. Well, uh, you know, it, it, obviously, I mean, you get a freshman that just kind of shows up and scores 20 points. I, I know that can be tough for them on what to expect, but as a coach, it's got to be a pleasant surprise, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> whenever you can get a freshman to score 20, and then um, our second game of the year, the Carson had 20, and then last night the J.C. Hoops against Twin Lakes, sophomore Caitlin Deneen hit five threes, and, ended with uh, 20 points, so um, it's a real surprise when you get your underclassmen scoring for you. You know, it, it seems like, again, the uh, the scoring is just being held by being run through somebody almost every single night. Is it nice to have uh, that kind of, uh, I don't want to say variety, but that kind of rotation like that to where you're not leaning on a specific person uh, every game, or would you prefer to have a squad where, you know, you're dependent on that one person, the offense runs through that person? No, I'd rather have it a variety of scores just because it makes the other team scout us a little different. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to really scout Tori because she can shoot or Caitlin or Carson. If we only had one score, like let's say it's Carson doing all the scoring, then the team can really key on her and shut everyone else down. So it's nice as a coach to have multiple scores on the team. So talk to me a little bit about uh, your thoughts on the Hoosier Conference. Is, is this a very strong uh, girls basketball conference this year, and uh, what's it going to take for you guys to uh, be able to walk away as uh, champions of that conference? Uh, it's, it's a really difficult conference. I mean, you got BC that's on our side of bracket, and you got West Lafayette who's playing really well right now. And then on the other side, obviously Northwestern. I mean, they're good. So for us to compete, to win our side of the bracket, we have to go through BC and West Lafayette. So uh, we just have to play our basketball game. We got to make our shots. We got to execute our game plan, and I think we'll be fine. Now, the last couple of seasons, you guys have uh, made it into the regional. You won a sectional, make it into the regional, and you run into Oak Hill. Uh, what have you learned over the last two seasons uh, from those two games, and how are you going to be able to apply that to then win a regional this year? I, I think it's going to be. We're a totally different team than we were the last couple of years just because last year we had a, a outside shooter that can knock down shots. Um, this year I think we're a little quicker. We're going to rely more on the defensive end this year. So going into sectional, obviously sectional is going to be tough with Seeger and Clinton Prairie. But if we got to regional, that's going to be one of the toughest regionals in the state. So um, I think we're going to rely on our athleticism and our speed to get through. Uh, before I let you go here, Coach, uh, I know we've already we talked about Carolyn, we talked about Carson, we talked about Tori. Uh, talk about a couple of the other names on this squad that uh, people around the area need to watch out for. Uh, obviously, Caitlin Deneen. Um, she struggled her first couple of games shooting the ball, but last night she came out of it. Um, really great shooter. Uh, you can't leave her open. Um, then you got Josie Evans, our senior captain, who who's our four leader. Um, Great kid, um, can finish around the basket. Uh, got Annie Hahn that comes off the bench. She started a lot for me last night uh, for matchup reasons, and she ended up with eight points. So she's a bigger body that we can put in on matchup issues since we are small. 
Um, I have a freshman, uh, Kendall Ryder, who comes off the bench. Uh, she's another quick uh, guard, um, kind of like Caroline Lutz in the defensive aspect of it, because uh, it takes guard anybody to guard, shut anyone down if we need to. So um, that's our pretty much our eight-man rotation. That sounds like a pretty solid one there, too. And uh, just like I said, despite the fact that uh, you got a lot of these uh, underclasses starting, it sounds like they're really producing for you, Coach. And uh, it seems like uh, you can't sleep on the Knights, that's for sure. Coach Craig DeVault of the uh, Central Catholic Knights, appreciate it. We'll circle back with you again on the podcast in a couple of more weeks. Best of luck with the uh, rest of the Hoops Classic. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, big thanks to uh, Terry Peebles, Lauren Link for being on the podcast. Best of luck to uh, Coach Brian Nay and the CC Knights trying to uh, hit up Black Friday in Lucas Oil Stadium for a state championship. And, of course, to uh, Coach DeVault here, best of luck with the rest of the Franciscan Health Hoops Classic. Uh, We appreciate you listening to the Hammer High School Sports Podcast brought to you by the athlete. We'll see you one more time next week uh, right before your holiday. Thanks for listening.